Welcome to the Authentic Discipleship Podcast, where we seek to encourage and empower you on how to make disciples in and through authentic relationships, recapturing the heart of the early church that we read about in the Bible. Our goal is simply to equip you so that you can make a life-changing difference where God has planted you all for the glory of God and the good of the world. We pray that you are blessed by this week's episode. Hey everyone, man, welcome back to a new episode of the Authentic Discipleship Podcast. Man, uh, excited for today. Uh, looking forward to the content. Man, I want to remind everyone, as always, um, like, share. Um, we want to get the word out. We want people talking um, about making disciples. We believe it's a, a worthy conversation, and man, we want to see real change in our lives and in our communities. And so, yeah. Uh, if you know someone to share this with, would love for you to do that. But today, uh, the title of the episode, we're going to talk about with discipleship uh, that it's all about quality over quantity. Hear that again. It's all about quality over quantity. So I've been polling some people and thinking about it in my own life. And, you know, if you get invited to dinner and someone says, hey, I'd love to take you to a sit down restaurant, fancy restaurant. Um, and, and go to a meal. And man, that sounds nice. But then you, you get a call and say, hey, you can either go there or uh, I'm going to take you to Old Times or Golden Corral. And I'll be honest, if it's me, I got to think about it for a minute. Because what we're essentially choosing is, you know, a, a piece of chicken, uh, dribbling mashed potatoes over it, and a little bit of green beans. Now, it's going to taste good, but I'm probably leaving hungry. But man, you take me to Old Times and and, and man, I get all that I want to eat. And I think about, I get all the banana pudding I want and I get all the mashed potatoes. So it, it really comes down to what are you choosing, quality uh, or, or quantity? And unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, whatever, for me, uh, I'm, a, I'm a quantity person. When it comes to food, I want to leave the table uh, full. But when it comes to discipleship, I really believe it's always good to choose quality over quantity. Hear that one more time. It's always good to choose quality over quantity. I want to talk about, um, and, and really today's episode, uh, if you're leading a small group, and I'm hoping all of you listen and eventually lead small groups, uh, this will really be tailored toward uh, kind of small group leadership, disciple-making mindset. Um, so it, it brings me back to when we first started leading the Connect group, Carly and I, a small group, um, we really had a goal that um, success was measured by how many people we could get to come to our group. And so we, we had a young lady in our group who uh, she, she worked from home and man, she could make unbelievable homemade tacos and it was just incredible and, and everyone got excited about it. And so we would have small group and it was just fun. The food was really good. Uh, we built some really good relationships. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I just enjoy people. I'm more of an extrovert. And, um, and so we had a great time, and we got into the Word, and, and small group was good, and it grew really, really quickly. And it is exciting. As people are coming, man, they're coming in the living rooms. They're coming to hear the Word of God. Um, it, it's really awesome. And so it grew to 10, 15, 20 people, and we are so excited. Of like, man, we're being successful. It's, it's growing. It's growing. It's growing. And so... Um, this was all good, but then when we got ready to start a new group, uh, the groups we had started uh, quickly began to fold, and that, that they really just kind of um, fell apart, and this happened like two or three times, and so 
we had to ask ourselves a lot of hard questions of, hey, like, why do these groups start out so good? And why, the, like, when we leave, do they just kind of fold up? Um, and really, it, it helped reframe my picture of success. And, and really, what we were doing was measuring success by quantity over quality. You know, a lot of churches do the same thing. Um, you know, we've, we've talked about it, that really the picture of success is seating capacity in the church. How many people uh, are we reaching and, and how many people are just joining on Sundays? And again, these aren't uh, bad numbers to, to really examine, but the picture is not how many people are we touching, but how many people are we growing and helping bring to maturity. Listen to what Paul says in Colossians 1 to get a picture of quality. So he talks about all the things he he suffers for the, the church. He, he says in verse 21, he says now, I'm sorry, verse 24, chapter 1, he says, now I rejoice in what I'm suffering for you and I fill up my flesh what is lacking in regard to Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, which is the church. He says, I've become its servant by the commission God gave me to present to you the word of God in what fullness. He basically says, uh, I want to teach the full counsel of the Word of God. I want to spend quality time teaching people. And I'm just going to skip on down to verse 28. It says, He, talking about Jesus, is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. This is the, To this end, I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. So there Paul gives us really a picture of what the goal is, is to bring people to maturity, uh, which is Christ-likeness, by teaching the full counsel of the Word of God. And so what I learned was is that our small groups were growing a mile mile wide, but they were growing an inch deep. And that a lot of what was getting them there was charisma and fun, and and those things need to happen. We need to be attractional as a church. Um, but what you have to do to get people there, usually you have to do it to keep them there. And we really want people to come uh, encountering Jesus through the Word of God. That is the end goal, and when that starts happening, um, really something solid and sustainable is going to begin to happen in people's lives and groups' lives and in the church's life. Um, So that's why we say with bringing people to maturity and leadership development, uh, church's health isn't measured by seating capacity, but by sending capacity, the ability to send out leaders and help them grow uh, to maturity. And so that brings us to, again, quality over quantity and why discipleship is so important. So my father-in-law, uh, Craig, one of the best examples I ever heard um, uh, about the importance of discipleship and why we should be committed to quality with people, spending uh, quality time You know, he said on Sunday, um, you know, the preacher um, has been getting filled up with the Word all week, been studying the Word, praying over the Word. And so think of it as uh, a milk jar and not, you know, like here we're thinking about gallons of milk. But back in the day when people used to drop those glass milk jars off on people's houses. So think about um, the preacher being like a milk jar. And all week he's been getting filled up with milk, um, the, the Word of God. And so on Sunday... He stands up and he's taking all that milk and he's slinging it all over the auditorium wherever he's preaching. And so the congregants are like empty milk jars. And so you think about it, if you're slinging milk everywhere, I mean, it's running wild. And so the prayer is 
that some of this milk will fall into one of these jars and people will hear it and begin to want more of the word. But it's a, like I said, you're slinging it everywhere you don't know. But discipleship, spending quality time with people, it's like taking your milk jar and pouring it consistently into someone else's jar. It's consistently filling them up with the word. And that's the picture of the need for quality discipleship instead of just trying to gather people together. Um, you know, that's why we say it. One of the things we're committed to um, is both depth and width, that we want to reach people far from God, but we also want to help the people in our church grow and uh, so that they can flourish in their relationship with Jesus. So where do we look for this? Um, well, like everything, we look to Jesus. So uh, what, what Jesus did is he was committed to quality over quantity, that he went on the mountainside to pray all night, and he went down the mountain, and God told him to select 12 men, 12 men. And what he did with these 12, and, and you can really look at this throughout the Gospels, his ministry was committed to training these men. Like he was focused specifically on quality investment and teaching with these men, right? And you learn it. Even when the crowds came and Jesus taught, a lot of times he would teach hard things, like it was not feel good messages. And a lot of times the crowds would leave. And after the crowds left, then he would pour into and teach these truths to his disciples. Why? He was committed to quality over quantity. So he picked out 12. And then within those 12, he really did life with three. That means he invited three of the guys to follow him everywhere. He spent very, very meaningful time with them. And so I want to tell you, and this is speaking from, um, what, is, what do they say? The pot calling the kettle black. Um, men, women out there that feel like you have high capacity. If Jesus only had time to do life with 12, we really have time to do quality life with 12 people at a time. Um, so know that, man, we, we don't want to just sprinkle 100 people, but we really want to invest uh, in about 12 and do life with three. I think this is Jesus's model and what it looks like to, to make quality, uh, spend quality time discipling people. So how did it work out for Jesus? Again, he could have preached uh, messages to these crowds and, and, uh, and really could have tried his best to invest in all of the crowds and wore himself out, but he was disciplined to spend quality time with the 12 and the 3. And he did this for three and a half years. And so because of this commitment, when Jesus died and resurrected, these 12 had been brought to maturity, and they went and they multiplied the kingdom of God rapidly. Uh, the kingdom grew exponentially because he invested his life in these 12. And really the fruit of his ministry continues to speak today because his ministry still goes on even though he's no longer present. But these 12 really carried it forth. And, and I think for all of us know that, man, that's really the health of our ministry of what happens when we're no longer in the room? What happens when we're no longer a part of the equation? So, so that's what we're going for. Again, is quality over quantity. Quality over quantity. So now, again, I told you I wanted to speak to some, uh, some, some really small group leaders, and, and I do a lot of coaching with small group leaders. And, um, and a lot of times there's a lot of frustration of, one, like my people don't want to grow, they're not committed, they don't show up, 
or I can't get my group to grow, you know, all, all the things. And man, those are valid frustrations because uh, discipleship is extremely messy. Uh, there's not an A plus B equals C because real life people are involved. Um, so I just want to give some some practical applications to, to encourage you. Um, number one, um, know that discipleship takes time. Uh, know that, uh, like I said, Jesus had the discipline to spend three and a half years with his disciples and read the Gospels and look at how many times he has to be patient with them. He has to correct them when they like, just can't seem to figure it out. Um, so know that discipleship takes time and it's messy. Uh, and, and know that, um, yeah, it's just going to require time, that, that maturity does not happen overnight. The second thing, uh, pour your life into the people that are ready to receive. Um, you know, I tell our group leaders all the time of, you know, one group grows to 15 and people are pumped and excited. And then, um, you know, another group, let's just say it's eight people and, you know, two of the people in your group, like they're fired up, they want to grow. But six of them, you feel like you're just dragging it along. And what you do is you feel like you're not being successful and that the six that are not flourishing can sometimes drain all your energy. And so this is what I tell people, this picture of commit to quality. If you've got two people fired up and six that aren't, commit yourself to the two, be patient with the six, right? Commit yourself to the two. If people are open and want to be poured into, pour your life into the two and keep showing up and praying for the six. Because who knows when those six are going to understand the gospel and get fired up to grow. Right, and I, and I wish someone would have taught me that early on because I based all of my success on how many people are coming and trying to get everybody fired up. And at the end of the day, that's just impossible. So I've seen a lot more kingdom impact by choosing quality over quantity. And know that even if it's just one person in your life who's open to growing and wanting to be discipled, give your life to that one because you never know what God's going to do with that one. And so, um, and so I, I heard a funny acronym today of, of, well, Buck, how do I look for the people that are open? How do I spend quality investment? Because most of us work 40, 50, 60 hour a week jobs. So taking time to invest in with someone spiritually, it's a commitment. And I know just like me, you don't want time wasted. So what kind of people are you looking for? Um, I've got an acronym for you. Um, you look for fat people, <laughs> F-A-T. And I know many of you, I'm not talking about physical, but remember this acronym and looking for fat people. Um, we look for people that are faithful, available, and teachable. Hear that again. People that are faithful, available, and teachable. So this is the people that continue faithfulness. They continue to show up. They show interest in the things of God. They serve. They, they just, there's some faithfulness that they, they really want to be a part of what God's doing, Right. Second is availability. Um, I, I would really target people that their schedules make it possible that you can meet with them consistently and set the expectation for that. Of Some people may have the heart, but for this season, the availability is just not there. Instead of trying to make that work, really pray for God to show you someone that's available. And then thirdly, find someone that's teachable. Um, to me, humility goes a long way in making disciples. People that don't feel like they've arrived, they haven't figured it all out, that they really value uh, what spiritual leaders have to say. So again, looking for people that are faithful, available, and teachable, right? 
and look for those people because you never know what God's going to do with your one. A quick story. Um, many of you may have heard of D.L. Moody. Um, led a great revival, one of the great American heroes of the faith. I can't remember how many people got led to Christ under his ministry, but it was a bunch. And so uh, way, way back, um, D.L. Moody, um, there was a guy who knew him through uh, occupation. One of them was a shine. I can't remember how that story goes. But there was a guy who was just a, a Sunday school teacher, just a faithful Sunday school teacher who took the Great Commission seriously. And he felt like the Lord had put it on his heart that D.L. Moody was his one. That was the person that God had called him to to go and lead to Christ. And so uh, he would go, and, man, he would talk to him over and over, like, hey, man, come, come to my Sunday school class. Come be a part. Come be a part. And finally, D.L. Moody obliged that, that this man stayed on him. He worked on him. And D.L. Moody came around. Uh, and sure enough, he came to Christ, got fired up about the things of God. And now uh, thousands, dare say millions, came to faith in Christ through D.L. Moody's uh, ministry. So I look at that, and who's the real hero? You know, is it D.L. Moody, or was it the Sunday school teacher? I believe it was the Sunday school teacher and his commitment, his commitment to quality over quantity. Even though he only led a Sunday school class, he was faithful where he was, and the quality of his work produced through D.L. Moody is still echoing into eternity. Which brings me uh, to this, guys. Um, all of us, man, we have a part to play in this great story in disciple making. Uh, I believe God has called us all to be disciple makers. To, to Once we receive the gospel, we're responsible for it. We're to go, we're to share it, we're to live it, we're to, to, to reproduce it. You know, God's word says that one man plants, another man waters, and God brings the increase. We are to be a part of this story of planting God's word into other people. So with that being said, um, you can do it. Man, whatever God places on your heart, take that next step. Remember what we talked about today. Even if you don't see the quantity around you, commit to the quality. Um, we want to help people grow to maturity. And even if it's just one, you never know what God's going to do with your one. All right? Well, that's all the time, man, we have for today. Man, I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. And remember, we only get to do life one time. Let's live it on purpose. Love you guys.